Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Jake Bryant, and cruising back around for another session. Um, hope everyone is having an amazing week, um, weekend, whenever you get to hear this. Um, but I wanted to jump in and hold a little bit of a discussion around Ecclesiastes three. Um, I'm going through a bit of a journey at the moment where. I guess I'm trying to find the balance point where the the morals of the Bible merge with modern day circumstances or environments. And I was having a conversation with one of my flatmates this week and we were talking around how do we adapt and still take part of society whilst remaining who we are. And this verse or chapter uh, kind of just landed quite quite strongly and it's literally starts or it's labeled a time for everything and everyone most people would know the verse and it's there's a time for everything and a season for activity under the heavens a time to born time to die time to plant time to uproot time to kill time to heal time to tear down time to build and so on so on and it made me realize that the society that a lot of us grow up in we don't really go through these seasons anymore And what I mean by that is, say you have a house and you have a flat, your routine gets pretty set, and don't get me wrong, a routine is really good, but when it talks in here about the time for seasons, or a time for change, or a time to weep, and a time to laugh, quite often we get so caught in our routine that I feel like we never step out of it. And I had a surgery done on my ankle, uh, and I'm currently resting at home, and it's one of the beauties is like, it's forced me to completely stop and step back and revise and relook at everything. And I feel like it's kind of given me a forced jolt out of that routine that I was in. And it's made me look and appreciate at what has been me the last few years, but also what now isn't me. And we talked about this a little bit in the last um, podcast that I chucked up, but I think it's really important because if we can't adapt and we can't make those changes or find that balance point of how our Christianity merges in with reality, then I feel like we've been a detriment to our own self. And what I mean by this is that when we become religious or we become set in our ways, I feel like we shut our eyes and I feel like we neglect what this chapter is potentially leaning towards, which is that adaptability and you know that there's a time to listen Uh, There's a time to speak, and there's a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. And when we look at our lives, when was the last time we went through these moments? And as we start to unfold what these moments look like, you don't really know until you're in them, but it pays to be aware of them so that when you transition, you're not caught out and you can actually have the wisdom and knowledge around what is happening in the situation so that you can adapt to it accordingly. Like now, I obviously can't be very active, so it's a perfect time for me to revise, review, plan, overlook on who I am as a person and how I interact with the world, uh, how I live my life in a way that influences Christ through me being and therefore is an example to the world without me I don't know personally I'm not a person that goes around uh, prophesying and praying for people a lot but more so my actions uh, speak the words that I, I wish to portray and it's teaching and talking about proper morals and understanding but 
To do that, you actually have to go through these seasons and these times. So as I grow or as I succeed or as I fail, it's not about being disheartening. It's about that growth opportunity that presents itself so that when I approach the next situation, I'm actually in a better spot because the accumulation of what's happened in the past has led to the present. And from there, surrounding yourself with people that you can have conversations like this with, I think is hugely important. You you hear a lot of the likes of Ian and what Lindy's creating with the hubs and all of this, and it's creating a community and it's creating a maturity that allows conversation to take place that not necessarily shames you, but it allows you to walk something out to change the framework within which you've articulated your life on. And I feel like this is hugely important and a skill that we, we've we lacked so much within this church age that we've been walking through because we just get told things and we accept it. And if that's the case, where does my individual uh, character, where does my individual being start to unfold within that and I feel like it doesn't have a place for the seed to plant to turn to life and what I mean by this is that as an individual when we we look at this I'll put it into perspective according to my injury I'm glad we are different otherwise it's like me trying to operate on my own ankle without the knowledge of the surgeon if I had done it it would have gone terribly However, the fact that we're different leads somebody to a time in their life where they now have the skills and the appreciation of the art of surgery that has allowed my ankle to be put back together, which is phenomenal. And so what I mean by that is within the church, who are you and how do you represent yourself within the body to the world as we live our day-to-day lives? And it, it comes to me that when we ponder or we ask these things, the questions never present themselves, but it's learning how to ask the question once you're in the moment. And what I mean by this is that you never sit there and be like, ah, there's a time that's coming up where this question's going to be relevant. And yes, wisdom will give us a bit of an opportunity to put that into play. But what it means is that more so when something happens, we can react according to who we are as a being that might show one or two people or 10,000 people a different approach towards Christ that is more framed for where they're at and who they are as a person. And I see that that way of doing ministry within my own life is efficient and effective and a whole lot more vulnerable and open, which I feel like in today's world is something that we are leaning towards more and more because anybody can put on a face and make something of themselves that isn't necessarily true. So I feel like that general general vulnerability is becoming more and more valuable. And I see that as being an opportunity that followers of God actually have the opportunity to really shine a light. Because if we have the ability to stand tall and say exactly what it is, be it that we're struggling, be it that this is difficult or this is amazing and this is great, then that truth that resonates itself within the frequency that you hold in yourself actually will stand out brighter than any sort of marketing tool or any sort of uh, social media post that you might put out. And I feel like the way that this is structured is hugely important for us to step into the potential that we that we become because what ends up happening is you become confident within yourself, although aware of what needs to be uh, worked on, But what it means is that you're actually more willing to work with people because you're not trying to hold it all for yourself. And 
it's a lesson that I've learned in the last two years growing up as an only child. I've, I've always kind of done things on my own and I've always potted along and I always just get stuff done and I'm quite independent and it's one of those things where I've always kind of planned and I set myself up. But as like we talked about a while ago, as went through the process of buying a house with one of my friends, uh, it made me be able to achieve something that I wouldn't have been able to do. And if I'd held on to my ego and not let go of that working in a in a team environment, then I never would have allowed that to happen because I would have worried that somebody might have thought something. Or now that we have flatmates, there's a more diverse culture. We have people in the house that have experienced different lives and it makes the conversation flourish in a different way. So as we take it back to this Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes 3 and we read through this, it's, well, what does it mean when there's a time to be born and a time to die? Like, are we letting go of the past and then it's been reborn? Is it, what is it talking about? time to plant and a time to uproot is there things in our lives that we've trialed and we've held on to because we put time in but we didn't actually realize that it's turned into a bad plant and we actually need to get rid of it before it turns into something that's not going to be pleasant in our future times so there's a lot within this that you can look into and I just find that as I work my way through there's a time to kill and a time to heal sometimes something needs to die off and sometimes things need to be nourished uh, time to weep and a time to laugh life throws its things at us and as we adapt to these things and you know we we have so many opportunities and we've been given a character we've been given who we are as a person to approach these matters and approach these situations in a way that allows us to stand tall and yes go through the trials and the tough times that go with it because that's where our character is tested but it allows us to come out the other side and look back and be like, wow, now I understand the question that presented itself and I understand the journey. So I, I don't know. I hope that as I throw this towards, I guess what my heart is with all of this is that as followers of God or curious people that search his nature, that we remain vulnerable and open and that we don't get stuck in a routine that holds us still and that we listen to our heart so that as our heart starts to unlock and starts to unfold around all of this, we can actually go through these seasons or these times that are mentioned uh, in Ecclesiastes because doing the same thing over and over again is never going to work consistently to progress. Yes, it might get you from point A to B over and over again, but eventually something's going to need to change or an adaptation is going to have to take place. And I feel like God is the master of doing that and just chucking a little thing in our lives just to see. He's like, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Um, so yeah, I chuck that back at you and I hope once again that it encourages conversation that you might be able to sit around and be like, what's one of the biggest challenges I've faced in my life in the last five years and how have I dealt with it? sit around the table, have a conversation, uh, or sit there and say, what is a dream that I let die that I felt like was sitting within my heart? And maybe even still is. And what does it look like to make that flourish? And what is needed to allow that to come to light? And then from there, you can start to build. So I, I really hope that this grows a fire within you, a passion, and understanding the journey is more important than the end. Because within that journey, you learn so much about the foundation that's established on it. And then you don't hit a stop point. But if you work towards the goal, which is amazing, what happens when you hit it? Do you just stop? Whereas when you're in the process and you're adaptable, you'll pass the goal and you'll keep going. And so 
as we take that into the word and we look at our lives spiritually and we look at our lives physically and we look at our soul it's like how do these work together like, there's definitely a time where reflection is super important and to work on those things like prayer and understanding and diving into the word and then there's a time where the action just comes and it takes place and it, it takes over like a firestorm so yeah i hope that this lands something within you that sparks um and i hope that bringing the word into modern day nature and being able to adapt it to understand is hugely key because if it says the word is living then it means it's current and it's up to us to i guess decipher or to understand what it is trying to say and i think that that is also part of what god talks about where he says it's the heart I think it says it's the heart of a king to seek out the matter. And I'm up for that because that is a journey that is worth pursuing because it's going to increase who I am on the face of the earth and represent God in a higher and better way than staying where I currently am. So blessings and all the best to everybody.